Hi, this is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, where our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. Our service times are 9 and 11 each Sunday morning. Find out more at www.communitycovenant.net. So I get to read for you this morning. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and beginning in verse 12. It says, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye... Where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Thank you, Pastor Tyler. Isn't that great? Now you see how Lucas's mystery box object fit in right to where we were going this morning. Isn't that amazing? How God moves, and there's Lucas bringing that. Uh, two pieces of artwork, uh, little individual pieces that are brought together to form uh, one piece of art, uh, and how we see... Uh, God at work, uh, bringing people together from diverse places with diverse backgrounds and all kinds of different gifts which, which he gives them. But he joins them together by one spirit that they might form uh, the body of Christ. It's, it's a metaphor. It's a spiritual body of Christ representing him in the world. Uh, and that is the church. And, and we are all a part of that. We are joined together by that one spirit. And again, as Lucas uh, brought those objects in the mystery box, uh, how fitting uh, for today's communion message. We've been going through a series called A Shared Life, Compelling Christian uh, Community. And if you look in your worship guide, um, I entitled just today's uh, homily a, a full body, not massage, but message, okay? It's a little play on words there. I hope you pick that up. Uh, Because really, uh, the message uh, that Paul brings today through his letter to the Corinthians is a message for the whole body of Christ uh, to remind us that we have been brought together by Christ 
through the unifying power of the Holy Spirit uh, to form his spiritual body, uh, his physical, if you will, representation uh, to the world. And as we think of the body of Christ, we, we think of the church with a, with a capital C, right? Of which Community Covenant is a part of. Uh, one of many churches that are part of the church universal, the church that represents Christ uh, in the world. And uh, that's what our passage is speaking about today, but in particular about the various functions that each of us play in the body of Christ. Because the truth is, is that the body of Christ is unified, yet within that unity there is great diversity. And as you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, beginning in verse 1 all the way through uh, to 1 Corinthians 14.40, what it's really talking about is the use of spiritual gifts within the body of Christ. It's talking about the, the unity that we have, that we are one through the work of the Holy Spirit, yet there is a great diversity in the roles and the functions we play. And as you begin to read there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in those first several verses, what you're going to read is that God gifts each of us. The Holy Spirit gives us gifts which are used for the building up and the edification of the body. And that He gives to each according to His purpose, according to His will. In other words, God knows who is going to be in the body, and He has a purpose and a role for each and every one of us. Now, sometimes it's difficult for us because we tend to see people that are more visible in the church. Every Sunday you see me up here, you see Tyler, you see the worship team, uh, you see Sonny or someone else back there uh, in the sound booth. Uh, during the week you may see Sherry or Mary or Marcy or various people who are very visible. And you look at us, you think, well, you know, they're doing the work of the church. Well, we, we are in part doing the work of the church. But the work of the church gets done when all of us are functioning and working according to the call of God on our life, to the gifting of the Holy Spirit, according to His purpose and His will for the advancement of the Gospel. And so every single one of us has an important role to play. Now in our passage this morning, as Paul is talking about uh, the eye or, or the hearing or the various parts saying to the other part, well, because I'm not like you, I must not be a part of the body. Or because you're not like me, you must not be a part of the body. What he's really addressing was an issue that was resident in the Corinthian church. And here's the problem. In fact, I'll never forget Dr. Russell Spittler at Fuller Seminary when I had a, a class called the Corinthian Correspondences where we, we studied... Uh, Paul's writing to the church at Corinth. He said, when you're pastors someday, I want you to remember to thank God for problems in the church. Oh, what? Right? Well, there are not supposed to be problems in the church. He goes, do you realize that most of the New Testament epistles 
a great deal of, of the context in the text, the authors are addressing problems in the church, trying to give correction or, or guidance. And, and if it weren't for the problems, we wouldn't have a lot of our New Testament. And so you need to thank God for problems in the church. I go, well, boy, that's a real positive way of looking at it, Dr. Spittler, right? But that's what's going on here in the church at Corinth. Um, there are those in the church who have particular spiritual gifts that are more present or more public, and they're lording themselves over others who have gifts, but maybe they aren't as public or, or present or visible. And he's saying, wait a minute. You shouldn't do that. That every single one of you is important. Every single one of you um, is gifted according to God's purpose. That, that the Holy Spirit gives you spiritual gifts to fulfill the role and the function that God has for you as a part of His body, the church. And so it's important for us to recognize that every single one of us has value. Every single one of us is, if you will, metaphorically, as Paul writes, we're a part of the body. Now, you don't have to be sick very long or, or, or have a, a part of your, your body that's not functioning the way it's intended to to recognize how even the smallest part of the body affects the whole. Is that correct? Yes? Okay? All right. And that's what Paul is saying here. And so, no one, because they have a gift that is more present visibly, um, should ever feel like they're more important or... Because they have that gift, you ought to have it too, because that's a real test of your spirituality and God's work in your life. That's what he's saying here. And that's, as you read on, that's, that's the message he's trying to get across. You know, when Lori and I first moved to Alaska, um, we had never lived in snow before. In fact, snow was something you drove 8 or 12 hours to, right? To spend a day in. And then you drove home to where it was warm and sunny. All right? But uh, we moved to Alaska. I remember the first time I was shoveling snow, thinking, what in the world have we got ourselves into? Yeah. Right? And then the snow melted, and then it froze again. And there was ice. We're trying to drive down the street. It was crazy. I look outside the window now. It's snowing. Right? I mean, this is something completely foreign to us. And yet, having lived here four years now, I can't imagine living anywhere else without this. You say, oh, that's only four years, Pastor. If you lived here 30, you might have a different tune. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. But as we came to Alaska, there were several things that just endeared Alaska to us. And uh, one of them is just this beautiful snow, the, the scenery, the nature that was all around us. The second thing was something called the Iditarod. Now, I don't know if you remember the first year that we were here, when we came back from the Iditarod, we were just amped up, we were charged up. 
I'll never forget. I mean, it was like Mardi Gras, the Tournament of Roses, and New Year's Eve in Times Square combined right here in little Anchorage, Alaska. Right on 5th Street or 6th Street, 4th Street. I mean, the whole city. I mean, it is just lots of energy and enthusiasm. But I remember going, and you can hear the dogs barking, 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 barking blocks away. And uh, man, it was just exciting. I couldn't wait to get there. I feel like a little kid. It's like the first time I grew up in Southern California in the Pasadena area. I remember the first time I went to the Tournament of Roses parade, right? The bands are playing. The floats are going down the street. You just want to get through the crowd and take as close a look as you can. And, and that's the way I was the first time I went to the Iditarod. And, and I'll never forget those dogs are like pogo sticks are jumping up and down, right? And they're barking. And they just can't wait, get, wait to get let loose. I mean, it's just a, I mean, wow. And the first time I saw it, I said, I, I didn't know whether I just wanted to wag my tail or bark, okay? I mean, I always just got so excited about it. And I thought a lot about it. What was it that just captivated me, that captured my attention? And one day, I was coming upstairs into the church office, and at that time, Nancy Lohman was, was working uh, where Marcy works today, there at an admin desk. And there was a picture that they didn't know what to do with in the church, and um, Nancy has a, kind of, a, kind of a, an aversion to germs, and, and, and so you'll understand here kind of saliva and that kind of good stuff. Um, she goes, there's this picture we don't know what to do with. And I said, well, let me see it. And here it is. Okay? It's called One Down, 999 Miles to Go by Brian Beckwith, Okay? Uh, he was the photographer. Now, the thing that captured my attention about this picture is that it brought back those feelings I saw at my very first Iditarod. I looked at those dogs, and they were energized. They couldn't wait to get uh, the okay just to go. And every dog on the team has a job. Now, a lot of us pay attention to the lead dog, the one that's most invisible, the one that's in front. But... It's the whole team of dogs, each in their place, each working in tandem with the dog next to it and the, all the dogs on the team that make the sled and the team go, correct? Now, you know what I love about this picture? Every single one of these dogs has a smile on its face. Do you see that? Their tongues are hanging out. I mean, you can just tell they are happy. Now, why? Because they are doing what they were created to do. They are fulfilling the, the purpose for which they were trained, for which they were brought together as a team. And there is no greater joy, there's no greater sense of fulfillment than when we, like the dogs, are living into the fullness that God created us for. And this is, to me, is a beautiful picture of the church, okay? That we are one. We're tethered together. We're bound together. We're one body. Many diverse parts, but, but, but moving together and acting as one because we are. One spirit joins us together as one body. 
And each of us has a place. Each of us has a function. Each of us has a purpose. And, and God is moving us out into the world as His body. The lead dog, not the most important dog, but one of many dogs, each fulfilling their role. And you and I, gifted by the Holy Spirit for the purpose of building up and edifying the body of Christ the church, strengthening one another, unified, encouraging one another, our mouths open, our tongues hanging out, filled with joy because we're doing what God created us to do. And that's move into the world in Christ's name, unified as one. Not one lording him or herself over the other is less significant. Not one saying, you ought to be like me. Not one saying, why can't I be like you? But one body. Each of us purposely moving. According to the Spirit of God that binds us together. This hangs in my office. Um, this is aspirational, okay? I mean, this is what I pray for and I want for our church team, our ministry staff, our congregation, all of us together. This is what, metaphorically, not that I'm calling you all dogs, I'm not. This is what we should look like. And we ought to have a smile on our face and our tongues hanging out as we go. You know, I think about that. And I think about our passage this morning. Um, you know, our passage is really talking about the fulfillment of what John the Baptist said in uh, Matthew 3, uh, verse 11, where he says, you know, I baptize you in water, but there's one coming who I'm not even worthy to, to, to undo their sandals. And He's going to baptize you in the Spirit and in fire. And of course, in Acts chapter 2, when Christ's followers were gathered together, the Holy Spirit came upon them, right? Like tongues of fire, right? And we see this unified group beginning to, to speak in unknown languages or languages of the people gathered there for Pentecost. And, and soon there were people from all over coming to faith in Christ. And, and, and there was this unity and this diversity because of the one Spirit that binds them together. And that message went out into the world and soon Gentiles were coming to faith. And we see this beautiful picture of the work of the church unified by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit, gifted by the Spirit. Take the gospel out into the world. And we celebrate at communion Christ's obedience. That, that He came. He came to earth. Emmanuel, God with us. And in the incarnation, He lived among us. And He, he modeled for us so that we could say, we, we have beheld the Son, and in the Son we've seen the Father. And He's given us that great mission and that task of continuing the work that He's called us to do. 
But we go as one. United, yet having diverse gifts. And what a beautiful picture. What a beautiful picture. When we're living into all that He's called us to be. It was on the night before He went to the cross that Jesus took bread and He broke it. And He said, This is My body, which is given for you. Eat this in remembrance of Me. Then He took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant which is poured out in my blood shed for you. As often as you drink this, drink this in remembrance of me. So that whenever we take the bread and we drink from the cup, we declare Christ's sacrifice, His death. Until He comes again. And He is coming again. He is. But in the meantime, right? He is calling us, the body, to be each one of us what He created us to be. That we would live together in unity, yet with the diversity of gifts, edify, strengthen one another, and go out into the world to proclaim the good news of the gospel. As Christians, we, enjoyed, we enjoy a shared life of togetherness. And it's a full body message in which every single one of us is included. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your word, for the reminder. Lord, we thank you for Jesus, our Savior, who has called us through His Spirit and created one body, His body, that we might represent Him in the world. And Father, I thank you that each of us has a part to play. No one is more important than the other, but each is important. And Father, as we take communion today, I I pray that we would come, and as we come, Lord, that you would touch each of us and that you would remind us of who you've called us to be as individuals, but more importantly, Lord, as a unified whole, as your body. Lord, we commit ourselves to you in a fresh and a new way. Lord, as we come, will you refresh us Will you energize us? Will you meet us and remind us of who you have called each of us to be as we represent you in the world? And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Everyone here who is a follower of Jesus Christ is, is welcome to come to the table. You don't have to be a member of Community Covenant Church, just a follower of Jesus.